0: Welcome back to another hour of scotch hour. I'm Noah. I'm Jesse.
1: And I'm Casey.
0: Hey, welcome back Casey.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to be back. Yes.
0: I think, I think we're both excited to have you back here. We are truly. And, uh, so I think we have another fun episode here ahead of us. We have the, uh, McAllen 12 as our scotch, the sherry cask. Definitely gonna be fun. It's a pretty (laughs) box there. Kinda like the nice black box. That's right. And then, uh, we've got our normal shout outs, our restaurant review, which could be interesting. I'm not sure how everyone else Dude. feels about it. But I know how I feel about it.
2: There could be some heat on this one. Good <laughs> so thing there's a sweet Scotch to go with.
0: It. And uh, <laughs> then there's our topic which has to do with those uh, I was about to say Nosferatu, thanks for you dinner. <laughs> <laughs> So Nostradamus and uh, Baba Vanga, and um, I guess the supercomputer that uh, does um, predictions for the future.
2: the mccallan 12-year sherry cask and oh man nothing but greatness in this bottle i am sure i uh, like with others Handsome box, definitely one you could bring to a formal event, a black tie event. Not afraid to show this one off. McAllen always does. And I don't think I've ever seen an ugly McAllen bottle. McAllen always does a nice job with their bottle presentation. The label, the unmistakable upside down triangle uh, where they lay their age if you will or which particular scotch it is that's what makes it so easy to and spot. the hologram don't yeah. forget the hologram man. yeah the hologram so you know it's not fake but uh you know this uh, upside down triangle here that's what makes it very easy to spot in some of the james bond daniel craig films
0: yeah and so like if i remember correctly from our james bond episode uh it was the sherry cask 15 year and that was actually the one i was looking for but i couldn't find it anywhere that's not a surprise to me um yeah
2: it's uh For sure. It's been hard to find many great scotches as of late.
0: I would agree with that. So supply chain issues there. Thanks a lot, Biden. (laughs) all right so uh anything else we uh anything else you know about the 12 here yeah first Sherry he cask.
2: stops the, ga- the <laughs> gas pipes and now he's stopping the, <laughs> the liquor right there is definitely a problem in america right now so uh you know the McCallan, he, he we've talked about it in multiple episodes we have our uh thanksgiving special
0: thanksgiving one has probably the most extended kind of like history of mccallan on that, that is
2: the one to watch if you want the full history on the McAllen. um but it's is a highland single malt scotch whiskey again this one done with sherry casks 12 years um
0: what's the percentage on this one oh man it is sitting at a 43 percent. 43 percent. it seems like they're, they're pretty con- they're pretty consistent with that 43. yeah and it looks like it has a nice color from the bottle but I can't really yeah
2: no it's it's definitely got a nice color uh the the bottle is a clear glass um some of our previous experiences with the McAllen, I think my favorite is still the edition number six. However, man, I literally have not tasted a bad McAllen.
0: Neither have I. All and right. Casey, you yeah. said you tried a McAllen before, right?
1: Um, The only one I've tried is the double cast, like the dark blue 12-year one. I was a fan. Um, I guess that was kind of before I started drinking scotch, so I couldn't really tell you <laughs> any more thoughts besides, oh yeah, it was good. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, let's go ahead and have you open this bad boy up. Yeah, if I can.
2: <laughs> it's this holographic label making it more difficult. There we go. Uh, every walrus likes a tight seal.
0: <laughs> I'm sure Brian would have liked the hearing that squeaking there. <laughs> so he made the comment last week. Hey, hey where's here. my squeak? Yeah. Where's my marble cake? Oh, well, Casey made a <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, it even
2: just sounds great pouring. Yeah.
0: And it even <laughs> has a great smell to it just from the get go. All right. Uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go um, as we uh, look and uh, review our scotch here. We'll go He's ahead. I <laughs> will need more probably, <laughs> uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll cut here. We'll do our, our reviews and we'll see you guys in a couple minutes. Okay. So uh, we just got done doing. Um, pacing and taking down our notes here so Jesse why don't you go ahead and uh, I guess drop the knowledge on us
2: all right so for me and you know we, we have had the McAllen uh, varietal several times so not to give it or not give it any due credit been around since 1824 Uh, they've changed ownership multiple times in there had some controversy but at the end of the day i can't argue that they make a superb product and i've enjoyed every one that i've tried in the last several years Uh, so with the McAllen sherry 12 year color a very deep gold a little brass in there for me on the nose i am getting the oloroso cask uh, that's what i get and a little bit of vanilla which i don't taste the vanilla but i get it on the nose um those casks, though from jerez spain the oloroso sherry casks. Mm, i am definitely getting that sherry cask smell on the palate for me it's uh, quite a delight because it's smooth uh super smooth this is like the jay-z of scotch it's just cool you know, a smooth and uh, a little bit again with that it comes in manageable. It's not too hot. It's not boring. And then it carries forward. Uh, When it does start for me, it's a little creamy. Um, Again, I got the vanilla on the nose, but not on the palate, Uh, but definitely that cream. And then it finishes up with a little bit of spice that I am going to attach to uh, the oak. Once again, the finish for me is long and delightful and uh, definitely one I would recommend.
0: All
1: right. So I got to be real. I don't really have that refined of a palette, as you guys know. Um, But from my perspective, it's just overall a really smooth, really delicate, really soft. Um, There's nothing that really kind of like assaults you in the mouth with any particular flavor. But it does just have that really smooth kind of sweet finish, which is, I guess, the flavor that I do like. Um, It just smells really, again, like smooth and subtle. You do definitely pick up that kind of like muted caramel, I would say, like a little bit creamy, nothing too too intense, but overall I'm a pretty big fan.
2: All right. So it's like right. Michael Jackson Smooth Criminal before he became a criminal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh any anything else that either one of you guys want to know? you're up. So for me, um I I put in my notes here it has a nice amber color but i guess you can put like a lot a light brassy tone because it's darker than some of the other ones that we've seen on our show here not as quite a, of a deep brassy color as like the as the uh the mccallan number six What i will say though is uh the McAllen here the, they have three different 12s that we've tried now uh, we've tried the double cask we've tried the triple cask and now we try the sherry cask and each one of them are very distinctly different but also very good they're both all three of them are very well done and this particular one here when I um when I smell the bouquet of it or the you know the you smell it and stuff I get a lot of uh, like you I get the vanilla on there but I also get some floral tones to it along with uh you can get you can definitely smell the, the sherry cask as well and some tropical fruit mild tropical fruit there. And I think that's where you get some like that sweetness smell coming in. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to the palate, um, from the front to mid to back palate, it's very light bodied. Um, It's pretty well balanced. You're not getting like, I think kind of like what you said, there's nothing was it you said like, there's nothing offensive to it or nothing, Like nothing
1: assaulting you. Nothing (laughs) assaulting you.
0: So I agree with that. There's like really no big pops. It, like it really like no there's no 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 peaks no no valleys really it's just it's really smooth and well balanced all the way through, and I really enjoyed it. And with that, I do get like kind of like a sweet marmalade flavor on the palate there. And um, on my finish, this here here I'm a little bit conflicted because uh, on my first couple of sips, it seemed like it had a lingering spice to it, but then on some of my like later sips, I had. Like, like while you two were giving your, uh, your assessments, um, it seemed to have like a little bit of a sweeter finish too. So I think it's Mm kind of like, maybe like a sweet spice, maybe if you will, on the finish. And it does tend to like linger a little bit, which is kind of nice because as Brian pointed out last week, right? It's not like, it's not a drink where you just like sit there and you slam it. and You have to keep drinking and drinking it. You can sit there and enjoy it. And it lingers for a while before you take a next sip.
2: Yeah. As it's sitting here aging, I agree with you. The finish gets more and more creamy the longer I yes, sip it and I'm loving it. I'm digging it. Suddenly I look back and I think of a, a sherry
0: cast scotch that M is drinking or James Bond and it makes sense. Yeah, it's a very good it's like you said it's a very good, well balanced, um, light bodied scotch. And um I can only imagine what the fifteen tastes like. Cause if this is how the twelve tastes like, James Bond has it going on with the fifteen or here. the eighteen. Or the eighteen,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't James Bond uh, in that particular episode because he was actually ju- drinking Judy Dench's scotch, or um, she played M,
3: uh, so, so M scotch. He didn't
2: even buy it, but what he was drinking was the Caribbean cask, I believe, uh, while he was at the bar playing with the scorpions.
0: Okay. So, anyways, I would give this uh, a, a very high rating. I think. I, th- I think uh, people, as you said, you can take it to, you know, most kind of affairs it's delightful yeah
2: it, it's uh refined it's not abrasive but it's still got a body
0: smooth yeah smooth yeah so all right that, that's pretty much what i have for this one i think yeah. well, wow, we kind of kept this one short and sweet brian didn't derail us at all short and sweet about,
1: just like the flavor you know
0: yeah yeah damn you brian last <laughs> week 24 minutes got to you after we edited
2: out the other 24 minutes
3: <laughs>
0: time for
2: our shout outs All right, I'll go first. Uh, my shout outs uh this week will um go to my team at work and just all of the hard work they did last this past couple of weeks actually uh but particularly with last week um, King supers went on strike. Well, that created a in in fluctuation, a dramatic change in the workload for me and my team. And they managed to meet the numbers in every area that I think could be expected. So hey, you guys did amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, cheers to you guys.
1: This week, I'd like to give my shout out to my little, uh, ragtag group of friends. Um, even though that we haven't really been able to hang out as much due to just life and being busy, like it's always great being able to hang out with you guys. Um, you're always so positive, so full of energy, tons of fun, and definitely made my weekend just getting to spend time with you all.
0: I'll give a shout out to, uh, to a friend of mine out in, uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, she, uh, she had like a pretty bad breakup or, um. Her ex uh kind of uh, threw some definite curveballs at her, but she seems to be doing pretty well and keeping her heads up and uh and making it through there. So just uh I just figure that's, you know, a good shout out to say, Hey, just stay positive and don't let uh, that person steal away your greatness or anything like that. So yeah, you know, I think for everybody though, I think it's kind of a good uh you know, good thing to not allow anyone steal your happiness or anyone steal your greatness. Uh Definitely believe in yourself, you know, no, just know how like true and great you, you know, how each, every, every, everybody has to just understand like how great they are and have that confidence in themselves and not allow other people to steal their greatness or their, or their happiness or anything like that. Because if you do that, if you let, allow other people to live in your mind, uh, you're never going to be able to achieve some, some of the greatness that you can in life. Yeah, man. It's one of the things Frank Castle teaches us.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> steal your happiness? no.
0: Revenge! <laughs> I'll <laughs> kill that beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Mission> accomplished. Now what? <laughs>
3: Restaurant
0: meat. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I picked out a restaurant called, uh, Mr. Ramen because here's the thing. Like I've been hearing and seeing a lot of things about, and, and even when you drive around places, there's like all these ramen shops that are popping up all over the place. So it's become like super trendy. And, uh, I really am not impressed with at least the one that we went to called Mr. Ramen here, right down the road uh, here in Parker off of Jordan road. And to me, um, I find that these ramen shops to be very super trendy and overly priced. uh, I found that it's like someone cooks angel hair pasta, get some bone, like get some like beef broth, puts it in there, puts a half cooked egg and charges you like $20. So honestly, I kind of feel like someone I, I should have just gone to the grocery store, bought one of those 69 cent packets of ramen, got some like shaved beef, cooked it up myself and had someone kick me in the nuts and still $20 out of my wallet.
1: Um,
2: he paid $20 to have someone kick him in the nuts. Did
0: you get that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: then you
1: paid me $20. I'll kick you in the nuts, you know? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll we won't the go same. there tonight, but. 20 uh, bucks, man. <laughs> I'll do it for 10. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, um, if I'm going to go get some kind of like uh, Asian soup type of thing, I'd rather just stick with like pho or something like that. And uh, I'm not saying like the place, but like, the place looks pretty nice on the inside. Uh, I think like the tables, I think the tables look better than what they actually are. Cause I think they seem kind of small and like their chairs are kind of not very comfortable. At least not for me. It was, I don't know. Maybe for, for either one of you two. but although I will say I did like the, uh, the appetizer, which jalapeno was, bomb. which was the jalapeno bomb. Um, now, if, if you do like having, if you do like these ramen restaurants, I'm sure it's a decent place, but honestly, I was not very impressed. That was just an overpriced thing. And honestly, it's one of those places where I kind of regret going to, and I've gone there <laughs> twice now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went there once to scope it out and another time to do it for our actual podcast. And I'll say I came walking away both times being uh, not very impressed and really felt like I should just gone to the store and, and made my own Robin with the, uh, with the 69 cent thing or wh- however much ramen costs nowadays. 20 bucks to get kicked in the balls and 10 <laughs> bucks to do it a second. Time. <laughs> so that, that's kind of like my review of the place. Um,
2: there are people who make a living doing that apparently by the way. Yeah. Jackass. No, I'm talking about a higher <laughs>
0: <level> <laughs> individual who <laughs> um, gets paid a lot more for, <laughs> that do they have a <laughs> what was it uh whips and chains <laughs> what's the word called Does, you have like some kind of uh, safety word or something like that? No,
2: there's no safety word that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> do you right. remember that movie Euro trip <laughs> yes, that was a great movie and we're gonna <laughs> proceed on with the show Fraga, new guy we go. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I my say, review of Mr. Ramen was much like Noah's. Although I only needed it once, I don't think I'll be going back. Uh, and not that any of it was bad; it just wasn't for me. It uh, and I had the Mr. Ramen dish. So I had some shrimp in there, some scallops, uh, a delightful array of meats and vegetables in my ramen however I did not finish it I didn't even like dive to the bottom of the bowl and that to me is a good sign of this is not something I'd ever go back to it was a good experience to experience once and not experience again for me the jalapeno bombs as Noah said they were a surprise man we started with that and I was like man I got hope and then eh. No more hope. (laughs) But they do have a small liquor list. Uh, If you're interested, they do have a few beers. They have three on tap, a handful of wines, a couple other little options, including a few mixed drinks, um, none of which really sounded that
0: interesting to me. Oh, one of the drinks they had there, which I did try on my first visit, uh, was this, like, peach uh, drink where they put CBD oil in it. And that is Noah in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get you high CBD oil? I'm just
1: saying. I don't know. It just sounds healthy. more like some trendy nonsense, you know? Exactly. <laughs> That's
2: exactly what it was. Damn millennials and their CBD oil. <laughs> 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 Noah's young. You got to understand that. So yeah, for me, uh, the food was. And if I'm putting it out in there and comparing it to other, the closest thing I can come up with other dishes, it was a six. I have actually had a superstar ramen before that was amazing. And this I don't was believe the, you. Uh, yeah. We might have to go there. That might be the restaurant that surprise blows your mind, but I'm not going to Denver uh, until they lift off some of their more ridiculous mandates. So um, for me, the food was a six, uh, the atmosphere, because of the tables, much like Noah said, these were kiddie tables. These weren't adult tables. Um, so for me, the, the atmosphere um not that it was bad it just wasn't good so that was a seven Uh, is it first date worthy for me it would not be first date worthy is it going to get food with a friend no it wasn't a fun atmosphere just it it was uh discombobulated it didn't make a ton of sense to me again i i'm glad i had the experience uh but overall the score would be a seven and that um is just because of the total experience
0: wow seven that's kind of high I mean, that's that's why that's your that's your call. I mean, I probably give it more like a five, dude. It's not that it was bad. I, I, honestly, I I'd rather really go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't have a ton to compare it to. I mean, I honestly would rather go to Taco Bell or McDonald's, and I don't even eat at McDonald's.
1: Oh man, that's true. And you'd still give it a five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's
2: debatable too. But <laughs> the service was uh, the service was good. That's their, that was their one like, hey, you got a nine for service for being attentive, but not overbearing, um, taking care of us. But that was their only win. That's the only thing that brought it up to a seven. Otherwise it would have been a six for me.
1: All right. So I've never been to like a real ramen place before. So the only thing I can compare it to is, you know, some twenty nine cent ramen. But got to be <laughs> real. I'm quite the connoisseur of that. So God, that's going to be my baseline um, overall. I don't really know how I feel about the food Um, going in. It was kind of already an uphill battle for this place because I don't really like soups because (laughs) I don't like all the all the foods. You know, it's mixing together like that. Not a huge fan of it. Um, Overall, it had a bunch of stuff in the soup and I had I had to Google every single thing that was in it, to be honest. I don't know, There was like a little thing of pork. That was pretty good. There was like half an egg in it. I wasn't a fan of the egg texture. It was kind of weird, kind of rubbery, a little bit upsetting, gonna be honest. Um, And then I know Jesse kind of touched on this, but the atmosphere was also a little weird. So like you go, into, you go in through the door, on the right side, it's really modern, really trendy and cool. But then on the left side is these weird, like wooden benches <laughs> that kind of made me feel like I was going camping, you know not a huge outdoors person, but I guess overall, I don't know. I, I definitely have to agree with Noah that I would rather go to like a faux place. I think that, I think faux is significantly better than my experience there at Mr. Ramen. Um, I guess overall, maybe like like a four or five. I think if that is something like the kind of food that you would enjoy, maybe you'd like it. But I guess for me, it is an uphill battle all the way. So I'm kind of biased.
0: I agree with your with your assessment. And I like soups. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So, do you have a voice where you want to see smarter challenges? I
1: guess I don't know. I'm a Zoomer, like, ooh, smarter challenge. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <pretty good>.
2: <laughs> we need to help our game now. Huh? Yeah, no
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, the topic was. Um,
1: not Nosferatu, that's for sure. <laughs> no. But
0: since you did watch a little bit of Nosferatu, did you watch the old like the old black and white version?
1: Yeah, I ol- I was only half watching by, uh, it. F.A. Mono, I The think. 1922 version with a uh, Max Shrek in it. Yeah. Apparently, he's actually a real-life vampire.
0: Well, what? well. that's what some people believe. Yeah, because it <laughs> like uh it, it, is, it is like it is a totally uh, classic uh a vampire movie. Uh, F.A. Monow does a really great job. And they even made like another movie about that movie called uh, Shadow of the Vampire, oh. which um, William Dafoe plays Max Shrek. William Dafoe is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But, anyways, what did you think about Nosferatu, even though that's not our subject?
1: I mean, I only got halfway through until I realized I wasn't even
0: yeah, doing the right thing. Here. <laughs>
2: this
3: <guy's a>
1: vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait, are we, are we talking about the soundtrack? Are we talking about the fact that this guy's a vampire? Like, okay. Like whatever. Um, overall it was interesting. Um, I've never watched like a silent film before. Um, I think the oldest film I've ever watched was, um, Casablanca.
0: Oh, that's a great movie.
1: Yeah. I, I was a fan of that one. Um, I don't know. Overall, I'd be down to actually like sit down and try to watch it because I was kind of, um I was in like the second floor lounge of my college just kind of like watching it but trying to like tune out all of the craziness that was going on around me. So.
0: Another, if you if you kind of like get into that one a little bit as far as like being a silent movie, a good silent movie might be Metropolis. To see. So Metropolis is a great um, silent movie that has to do like it kind of attack society mm-hmm. and the industrial society and how people are kind of like um, drones or slaves. So that that might be another good one to check out if you want the silent movie to check out.
1: For sure. I was also kind of ruined by that SpongeBob episode, like the hash slinging <laughs> slasher, where at the end, it ends up being Nosferatu. and that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that like culturally aware. So I, I didn't know that there was like history behind that. I thought it was just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, look, Nosferatu's turn on the lights. I'm like, Okay.
0: Yeah, and Monal—I don't know if you knew this too about Monau, but he couldn't get the rights to Bram Stoker's to actually film it as Bram Stoker's Dracula. I didn't know because that. the family wouldn't allow him to use the name, and so he, that's the reason why they named it Nosferatu and
1: hmm. went, went went that route.
0: But it's basically the same story.
1: Maybe we'll have to do an episode about Nosferatu. <laughs> Maybe.
0: All right. So the actual topic was about No um, <laughs> and predicting uh, some future events as well as uh, Baba Vanga. I'd like to call her Baba Vaga or something like that. Or, But anyways, um, it's I think it's Vanga, right? V-A-N-G-A. And then there's like a supercomputer. I think there's like, there's actually a couple of them out there. One of them is in, at the University of Illinois called Nautilus. And, and the there's in Tennessee. Yeah, there's another in Tennessee, and there's also one in, uh, at uh, at MIT. Um, so um, I don't know where do we want to begin with this. Oh,
2: man, D- dive in. Tell us what you got.
0: All right, I guess talking about predictions. Maybe I go, we should
2: preface part of this is where are these individuals and or computers right and wrong. Where have they been right or wrong? What's factual? What's conspiracy? That's kind of why we chose this topic.
0: Yeah. So there, like, um, I remember growing up uh, looking at uh, like learning about Nosferatu. Oh, uh, not Nosferatu. <laughs> <Nostradamus. laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I remember one time I got like super freaked out because like I was like I don't know maybe like six seven years old maybe younger and uh my parents were watching a special on HBO about uh Nostradamus and the part that freaked me out is because he had predicted like one of the last wars of the world would be uh, fought in the um arab countries on horseback and i think the part that freaked me out was like he talked about how people are going to start eating other people cause there will be no food and it'll just be like a ton of famine and stuff like that. And, uh, but there's been like a lot of other predictions out there, like Hitler and some other stuff that he has gotten right. But at the same time, he's gotten a few of them wrong. And I think, um, I think it was probably what last what four or five years ago, there was supposed to be like another major one that they suspected that was going to be true, but it didn't happen. And I think that's where he kind of fell off after that point. Because now it seems like anytime I do any research, I find his information on these like weird, like alien hunters or, um, uh, or like UFO searchers or conspiracy sites. Instead of like having like actual, like real sites talking about them through like a historical site or something. And, uh, I think those sites kind of take away from some of the stuff that he did accomplish. Yeah. So he is a, uh, French physician. Um, and he was, uh, they don't, I guess in this, this particular packet of information I have here, um, they don't really know what day he was born on. says so born on, four, on the 14th or 21st of December of 1503. And um, so I did say that he did predict the stuff like, uh, the 9 11 terrorist acts. Um, but this particular set of information here I pulled out are the top eight predictions for 2022. So I guess we could kind of like, I can kind of mention each one of these and we can briefly talk about what we think. I don't know what, how do you guys want to approach this? I love it. All right. So top eight Nostradamus predictions for 2022. The first one is asteroid shower will destroy the earth.
2: So so this is the one of all I can tell you already that you're going to mention that is something I think he's closest to and that I believe. And the reason for that is if you look when uh, the previous president went into position Trump, he actually created a new branch of the military about space. And the entire purpose of the space wasn't just fending off aliens, but it was actually what would we do in case there ever was an asteroid, much like in the movie Armageddon with Bruce Willis that was approaching Earth. How would we fend that off? off. Um, That is the one that I think is the most likely. That is real. And I love, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to Trump for starting that branch of the military to actually take an action to possibly save us. Because we have... Haley's Comet and all these asteroids flying by the earth at all the time. We have proof in our lineage in our history that previous asteroids were world enders to the dinosaurs and others. Um, so uh, yeah, I, that's I think is real.
0: Yeah. And he says this is gonna probably happen or according to it, says that um, he also claimed Earth will be smashed by solar storms and a huge comet to top off the year around Christmas time. Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I guess, like, I think for me in general with a lot of these end-of-the-world predictions is that they are kind of vague, um, similar to, like, horoscopes. And I think it's important to make the the differentiation between, like, the end of the actual planet, like, the planet itself is going to die, versus the end of, like, our modern civilization and our kind of world as we know it right now.
0: Yeah, and I think here um, it also says, like, there's going to be a one of the, one of the things he talks about with this asteroid shower is all hit like the, um, they'll fall into the ocean and cause like huge tsunamis. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'd actually be like the end of the earth. Like they oh. are talking about, I was just gonna say, Oh my God, they were right. Th- the water level raised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's global warming. I don't, I don't no, know if that's it was the asteroids <laughs> They
2: came in hot.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I mean, there is a possibility, uh, I guess of like, uh, you know, obviously we've had like like Jesse mentioned like we've had like asteroids hit the earth Mm -hmm. before and they've caused either like huge craters in the in the land portion and I can see like if it hit the ocean it would cause a huge tsunami which oddly enough in that old 18 like that old HBO documentary they talked about like a huge tsunami coming in and wiping out New York and stuff like that yeah
1: I guess it's time to introduce a new conspiracy. Maybe a 9-11 was actually an asteroid, right?
0: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Insert plane here. (laughs) All right, so are we pretty good with that first one there?
2: That's the one I think that has the highest potential. I think that whether or not it is 2022 or not, it's happened in the past, and history is uh, doomed to repeat itself unless you take action.
0: I actually think the next one might be a little bit more... uh, might happen actually in 2022 or has a great greater probability the death of north korean kim jong-un so i mean i'm sure i'm not sure how how much you guys have uh, seen and like the news and stuff but he's been like supposedly really ill lately
2: he's been ill for a while
0: yeah i mean
1: well what's like the exact wording because i i doubt he actually um, specifically named him so it
0: says here in the 14 quatrain of centuria four Nostradamus predicts the demise of the North Korean leader, according to the astrologers who analyzed the pro- his prophecies, the sudden death of the first character will bring about change and may place another character in the kingdom. He predicted. So according to the interpreters of the prophecies, Nostradamus may have predicted the death of North Korean Kim Jong-un.
2: So it wasn't that particular individual, but just the a- whoever was going to be the leader. Yeah. See, yeah. That's one of those ones that's so vague that I have a hard time believing in it because yeah, you could say that. I mean, the same thing could be true for America.
0: That yeah. Same <laughs> thing could be true for, I mean, look at Biden. i like like, that guy, <laughs> like, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you ever listen to that guy talk, he's like, struggling.
1: He's, huh? He's struggling. He is struggling. <laughs> he's struggling hard.
0: Like I don't think he knows what he's talking about half the time. No. I mean,
1: neither do I, but you know, Yeah, I don't think I anyone does. anyone <laughs> his son was
2: a surgeon and his dad was a surgeon and his son was a war veteran and his dad was a war veteran. Like, and then as he gets on
0: talking, you see him like walking around in circles behind like doop, that, doop, like doop, with doop, his doop, mask doop, hanging doop, off doop, his ear doop, and stuff.
3: All
0: right. So the uh, other, see the other ones here we have are the, um, a huge nuclear bomb in 2022, the fall of the European union, which seems pretty probable to me.
2: I mean, are you a believer that Russia is going to invade Ukraine or not? I think it is going to happen. That is, I, I don't, I don't think that will happen. So that's what would cause that.
0: Uh, we also have the, there's a climate war in 2022, bir- a big earthquake in Japan. This one seems a little bit in that was Japan a lot or dated, America. I think. Yeah. And then there's the huge, there's gonna, this says huge immigration and the U.S. dollar will collapse. The U.S. dollar is definitely collapsing. collapsing yeah. right that is definitely. <laughs> That is definitely collapsing. Um, So I think there's some probabilities on those ones. So I guess those are kind of like the eight there. If you guys want to look at them. If we want to talk about any of those, we can. I mean, I
1: think those all kind of encompass this other one where he says, like, the tranquility is destined for a great disruption. Um, It'll be for the Americas and Lombardians, uh, pain, and for the religious plague in confinement when mercury shall be diminished by the rings of Saturn. Um, like a lot of people kind of concluded that that is predicting like this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I think that's kind of like, I think you can take all of those and kind of encompass it back into this overarching idea of the pandemic, I guess, if you, <laughs> you want to call it that.
0: It is definitely a pandemic. Oh it's yeah.
1: Not,
0: <laughs> it's all like, is it really about, is it really about health? No, it's about control. Oh Yeah. And i think when you talk about like famine and all that other stuff with like, like
1: the empty shelves in the stores
0: yeah i mean like it's because of all the like his policies like the policies that have been put in place that's caused like the famines and stuff shortages occur anyways what are you gonna say no nah, i just uh, it all
2: started with biden shutting down that pipeline there goes the oil prices skyrocketing and everything else is uh continued yes but it's a good thing that he wants all electrical vehicles since we don't have the electrical output to support that. Seems like a really good idea.
0: <laughs> it seems like a really good idea. Shaking his head. So.
2: <laughs> I'm all for it. I am all for clean energy. I'm all for electric vehicles. Uh, let's have a backbone before we try holding up a body.
0: So, anything else that we want to say about Notre Dame's?
2: Like, I think the first one was the one I would put some weight into. The rest of those, unless the Russia truly invades Ukraine, the rest of those I don't think is, are as likely or are very just loose stool.
0: Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I don't know. Do you know anything about what's going on with the Ukraine? And-
1: Not a ton, honestly. Okay.
2: Noah and I go back and forth. What's going on is Russia has threatened over the course of some time now, not just months but longer, uh, to invade the Ukraine. At one point in time, Russia and the Ukraine were part of one powerful nation, if you will. Uh, Ukraine eventually broke off and uh, Russia since, particularly with Putin, no longer holds that property or power and one of Putin's first and most powerful comments he's made that i am aware of is that that was the biggest disappointment in his nation's history was losing the ukraine
0: and i'm on the other side of the fence where um biden is trying to post you know posture himself or the us to see make it seem like we'll we'll defend the ukraine but really some of his actions and some of the things he's said he's basically said that he's not gonna and not in so many words but he's he basically said he's not going to give the backing towards ukraine and none of the other european countries will go to war against russia without the united states and so he said uh biden's words or something like it was going to be like an incursion and that they will not they won't do anything about it so if it's an incursion and the u.s is not going to do anything about it the rest of the of uh, the european union won't won't go to battle against russia so what will probably happen is russia probably will go into the ukraine it'll just be just a easy transition to power and there won't be any war to worry about.
2: Dude, anytime you're taking it over, you went to war and you won it. Unlike America running out of uh, Afghanistan. That's basically what's going to happen here. Right. But so you agree that there is at least a war and a takeover.
0: I will say there's a takeover. I don't really say it's a war because if you're not going to fight for it, it's not really a war. You're just like, okay, I give up. Bye. They're
2: not going to give it up that easily. There is going to be a war, but the difference is, is that, you
0: know, our current
2: administration has left America <laughs> weak and I am scared for my children and for America that doesn't realize that what they voted into office has made us docile to the rest of the world we are no longer erect we are no longer a threat we are
0: i think it's just more the same continuation of the obama era but
2: yeah again i want to go back to I am all for electric vehicles. <laughs> this is what you want. I'm all <laughs> hey, for you on want to electric vehicles, on? but you don't have the backbone. You don't have the infrastructure or the electric capability to support that to the point where uh, so states like California can't supply enough electricity at uh, times we, to cars. You got to be here.
0: careful. We're going to start going down some bad avenues here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're not in California. We're doing the right avenues. <laughs> do you want, Do you want to chime in on anything on this? Or Um, should we move on to... I mean, I
1: guess, like, out of all those points, I think the Europe falling apart and then the the value of the U.S. dollar going down, I think those are the two most likely. I think um, right now in Europe, there's a lot of civil unrest with a lot of the mandates going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I know recently, I think it was Britain, the U.K., that just um, very recently lifted all of their mandates. And I think that some of the other countries, if they don't start doing that, that's just going to cause, like, a lot of issues going forward. And that will inevitably start to like crumble their own society that way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, because I think you're starting to see a lot of um, economies starting to collapse the currency wise. So seeing the collapse of the US dollar is pretty imminent, And also the it does it kind of helps that the, uh, the head of the Federal Reserve said it's time to start looking at doing CBDCs. Aim moving away from the dollar. So crypto boys and girls, (laughs) crypto crypto. crypto. All right. Um, Baba Vanga. So she's what an old Bosnian lady? Is that where she's from? Show
2: show the world her picture. You see this lady.
1: Oh, man, that's what I look like in the morning. You
2: see this lady. (laughs) You are just gonna be like, Yes, ma'am. And run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So apparently like I guess, from what I saw before she was like, if I remember correctly, she was like a, a young, a young lady. A uh, young girl, whatever, had some something happened to her eyes. Like I think a bunch of sand or something on her eyes, and she lost her lost her sight. But then she gained sight. Right?
2: That's one story.
0: That's one story. I mean, did you hear something different? No, nah, I something?
2: just okay. So I don't know. We've all got a story.
0: <laughs> yes, we all do have stories. Um, so a little bit of, of her claim to fame is that <laughs> she. Uh, uh, predicted the Kursk nuclear submarine dis- disaster that happened in, uh, in August of 1999. Uh, well, actually, she predicted that in 99 and it happened in August of 2000. Um, the Bulgar- uh, she also predicted the rise of the terror group ISIS, the Syrian gas attack, Brexit. She claimed that the 44th president would be black. Uh, Vladimir Putin would win the 2018 elections and... I'm not sure about number seven here it says, um, world war three, shortly before death, the elderly woman said Russia will not only survive, it will dominate the world.
2: I'm telling you, they're going to war and they're not going to stop, man. You need to hear me when I warn everyone that they want to take over the world.
0: So her, uh, her predictions are quite weird. <laughs> uh did you want to say anything about baba venga before we get going or do you have something i
2: mean the one thing i would say is with hers the one that i consider to be a true potential threat um and first of all like where you look at her timeline she wasn't predicting hundreds of years into the future it wasn't something vast so it's remotely calculated on based on basic knowledge the thing is though unlike the rest of us she doesn't have the internet she didn't have the resources to find out about these things so her predictions were pretty outlandish if you will based on where'd she get this information to know that even putin was in office or that there was going to be uh putin being you know going to another election uh but the one thing of hers that i heard and that i do consider a real threat is just like Russia, people underestimate it. So, uh, a couple of years ago when Noah and I were in high school, uh, we, <laughs> we uh, did this model United nations thing. And I got to be Russia at one point in time. And I also got to be the Ukraine at one point in time. And with this, you get to do a little bit of research to understand the history of these nations. And, and if there is any country in this world that scares me, it is Russia. And the only time I've ever felt safe, um, the only few times I've ever felt safe in my life with Russia come down to when, ronald reagan took presidency and you know if you don't know this iran was holding several of our uh statesman prisoner for i think it was 440 days it was uh three and a th- uh, a year and a third basically and the day reagan was elected they knew he wouldn't put up with it and they released all of the prisoners that they were holding and this is the guy who coined the phrase trust but verify this is the guy who uh, ended possibly ended the cold war. Some people call him a puppet, regardless, he possibly ended the cold war. And through time, Russia has rebuilt some of these strengths. Um, Trump was the next time I actually felt safe with, I think he had real talks with Putin. I don't think they were these, yeah, I'm going to go visit the Pope, crap myself and pray. <laughs> type of talks so they were yeah Let's like let's be real we don't that was
0: Biden pooping his pants with the Pope come on
1: <laughs> just saying
2: <laughs> <laughs> all um, right
0: did you but, have any uh, but I
2: but mean,
1: that's, I think that's in, just
2: my real threat
1: I think in general like why do all of these prophets always have to predict the end of the world or the end of civilization like why can't they you know predict something kind of positive for once like oh wow everyone's gonna wake up one day and be really rich and happy and beautiful you know <laughs> it, it wouldn't be
0: it wouldn't be cool if it wasn't apocalyptic i guess so so like well here's some of her predictions for 2022. a lethal virus will be discovered in a glacier uh and the glaciers are melting due to global warming so uh and there has been there's been some uh like where they've done some like uh those core di- those ice cores and stuff where they found like there are some ancient viruses that are no longer in existence today. But as the glaciers are starting to melt and stuff that could release a virus to to us that could become more deadly. So I think there's a high probability for something like that. That's
2: a story that's been told in many books and movies. It's real because it's science.
0: Yeah, exactly. The next one I think you might find interesting as well is alien, alien ships will attack the earth. Now,
2: that's this year, ladies and gentlemen. No one. I've been talking about this as long as we lived. <laughs>
1: I think I think that one sounds the most interesting out of everything. You know, because it. I think it would finally be nice to be like, oh wow, the end of the world isn't really our fault. It is like something else's fault. I think <laughs> I think that would be the most fun too. You know, That's like yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: we didn't just crap it away.
0: And here's the other really interesting thing: if you start like paying attention, like the uh, the governments around the world have started to release more and more information about. UFOs and stuff.
2: They literally came out a couple years ago and said, "Yeah, we're using alien DNA. Nobody will remember this. It's all cool."
0: Yeah, using alien technology, alien DNA, and so I think and they've been kind of releasing more and more like there's aliens out there. So I think that I think that kind of shows like a high probability as well.
1: Maybe not 2022. I feel like the aliens, like, don't want anything to do with us right now because we're we're already dealing with so much stuff, but maybe, like, next year once we got all all this stuff figured out. (laughs) They're
0: too fucked up right
3: now. (laughs) Let's just watch
2: them dismantle each other and then (laughs) blow them up.
0: (laughs) So here's another interesting one. A colony on Mars will enable the planet to become a nuclear power and demand independence from Earth around 2170 and 2256. So... They're going to colonize Mars now, this year.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Here's the struggle. There's nothing to break away from Earth if the Earth ended in 2022.
0: It's nothing. The Earth's going to end in 2022. They're just, We're just like, being invaded. Yes.
2: So, but we win.
0: Doesn't say we win either. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we survive.
0: We survive. Maybe
1: Elon a Musk like dips out. You know, there's a chance. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I think this one's kind of interesting because there are people like Laurel, uh, Laura Eisenhower, um, Corey good and some other like people in the whole UFO, uh, community that believe that there's already uh colonization happening on Mars. So I think that's kind of an interesting one. So maybe like this one here, maybe not, it may not carry water as like we are starting to colonize it, but maybe it might be released really that we've already started to colonize it a while ago. I think
2: Elon Musk sent the first ship there two years ago.
0: Possibly, but maybe not. I the mean, the
2: SpaceX rocket that disappeared through a wormhole.
0: Could be. This one, I think, is also very likely severe famine.
1: <laughs> I think that's what all three of these topics have in common is that they're all predicting a severe famine.
2: I think that's a really good thing to bring up, though, is where's the positive? Why can't they bring like, hey, Noah's happy on February 22nd,
3: 2022,
2: because there's a lot of twos in that day in here. <laughs>
0: Um, she also predicted <laughs> in 2022 there are virtual realities in which we can get completely lost. So, yes. oh, man, like yeah, yeah, like the
1: metaverse,
0: yeah, the
2: metaverse. It's some bozo, as Noah shared with me and educated me on, just spent $650,000 on a fake yacht. Okay, bro, yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: you
0: know, it was like 150 ether that he, he used to buy it or something. It was dude. like something crazy like that,
2: dude. Six hundred fifty thousand dollars for a fake, well, yeah. And the funny
0: part is, like earlier, it was like probably what three, four days before that. You oh, we were s- talking about, yeah, it. you were talking about like how does someone buy like fake Nikes? Worth?
2: Yeah, why does <laughs> someone spend six hundred fifty dollars on a pair of fake Nikes that are limited edition <laughs> on the Metaverse? And no like <laughs> things just escalated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think. You know, here's a really impressive part though. As you were mentioning where she's located, she's like in Bosnia. She has like no computers. Actually, she has like no electricity or whatever. Like, when you look at like the area that she lives in, it's kind of like those like old, like adobe type clay buildings and stuff where she doesn't come from a very good area. So, there's no way she has any of this information at her hands to know about it. Really. She's an
2: American Indian transported to another country.
0: <laughs> Um, anything in your research did you pull up anything nothing
1: more interesting than what you've said
0: okay all right so let's see what else that she has here number six uh venga has made a bizarre claim that a dragon will take over the planet
2: now i actually don't think that is necessarily wrong okay just saying like could be the aliens Dude, we know the aliens are coming, whether it's this year or another year, and most likely they're not going to be some uh, meek, weak, humanoid figure.
0: So I think this kind of goes back to maybe China, because they're saying here that some of the interpreters here have presumed that the dragon means China. So
1: I was thinking the dragon might mean like the lizard people. We're we're already seeing like Mark Zuckerberg doing some weird stuff lately, so...
0: That's
2: absolutely true. But yep. let's think back to our episode about predators versus aliens. It's something's going to come over. It's gonna look like a predator or an alien is going to take us over if the there is an incursion an invasion. We're doomed by that that race. Either of those races would dominate us. We're not ready for it. No, we're not.
0: Definitely not. All right. Um, so that's uh, so we went through Notre Dame, Baba Venga. Anything we want to say about those two?
2: no it just uh i think casey brought up a good point
0: why is always doom and gloom where's the happy day like i i don't know like man i mean talking about more doom and gloom the mit computer
2: <laughs> noah has the best day of his life may 12 2022. <laughs> uh, and,
0: uh, the mit computer predicted that the uh, world would totally collapse and pretty much end for humankind in 2040.
1: And then didn't it also predict that pretty much the peak of humanity was going to be around like 2020?
0: Something like that. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) So it
0: it failed. It failed.
2: Because, Um, dude, that was not a good year for us. Actually, 2020 wasn't that bad. It was 2021, which is... I take that back, it was the end of 2020, November 2020, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So... Uh, I, I, I did add one more here, which, um, I did not really like, like share. Give to you guys or share with you guys you're here. sharing your scotch. Yes. But I think one of the best predictors, uh, of the future uh, and kind of an interesting one, maybe know, a fun
2: one. I know where this is. It's a book that talks about time travel.
0: No, I'm not going to go there. What? I'm going to go with the Simpsons. The okay. Simpsons. I was actually waiting
1: for like an opportune time to bring that up. Steal my thunder. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Simpsons and predicting the future then. What do you got?
1: I mean, I was just going to kind of bring up the topic in general. Like how different is this computer or like these other prophets, quote unquote, to like something kind of coincidental like the Simpsons. Um, I think for me personally, the most telling thing um, about especially this computer that predicted the end of the world is that. The computers can barely tell us what the weather is going to be tomorrow. So I don't know, like 24 hours versus 24 years. Not too sure how I feel about that. But then I guess if you're not in the loop, The Simpsons has like predicted multiple events, um, mostly like I guess celebrity deaths. I think there was one kind of controversial clip about 9-11 um, with like big cloud of smoke over with like the Twin Towers. Am I missing anything?
0: They predicted President Trump. Trump. Yeah, yeah. they predicted that uh, Trump, Higgins, Boston, the God particle, FaceTime and video calls They predicted that Lady Gaga at halftime for Super Bowl. Um, but some of the things that they have for this coming year for 2022 are apparently uh, virtual reality food, which I mean, if people are buying are paying 650,000 for yachts, I oh. oh. don't see why you wouldn't have virtual reality food. Dude, this tastes so good. And here's a really cool. Here's here's one that's really interesting too, because it coincides with Baba Vanga colonizing Mars. Is number two on the list.
2: Well, we know that's ideally going to be what's happened, but it's also again not new. It's been in dozens of movies. The my most favorite would probably be. Oh man, this is tough. Matt Damon did a nice job. Val Kilmer did a nice job, but Arnold Schwarzenegger did (laughs) the best. Let's face it.
0: <laughs> uh, two weeks <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. So you,
2: you like, uh, movie I'm references. Yes. <laughs> talking about like hey, a kind of kid coming out of
3: my gut.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that one's interesting because uh they predicted it and Baba Vanga predicted it. So but they're saying like I don't think it's unrealistic as going down in the future, like further long, but for twenty twenty two it seems kind of We're living in 2022 and right now we can barely get ourselves out the door without wearing a a diaper on our face
2: right that's not true i can just i can get out this door any day without a diaper (laughs) on my face it's getting in
0: another door (laughs) (laughs) and we got and the guy who's leading supposedly the free world is uh not all there (laughs) i will only get myself in trouble uh, another one of their predictions here for 2022 is Ivanka Trump is uh, going to become a presidential candidate. Hell yeah! And uh, there's going to be the takeover of the world by robots, uh, mind controlled, induced by music, which doesn't seem like that's already th- real. That's already real, like MK Ultra. And uh, that's it. That's for that's what their symptoms got for 2022.
2: So let's go back to this computer. Yeah. The only thing they've really shared is that they predicted the world would be over and in 2040.
0: Yeah. But it predicted some other things like the Arab spring, but I think that one was the Nautilus computer out of Illinois. Uh, but anyways, I think you had done some research on the computer, right?
2: Well, my whole struggle was they didn't upgrade, but never that I saw released any additional information about what changed once they did the upgrade. Is that because it all changed because they're like, ah, shoot, virtual reality is different now.
0: I don't know that, but I did. Re- I did see some other research where, like, they've had like computer AI predicting like major events going all the way back from 1973, with, like with those like old IBM where they have like the big huge tape things <laughs> that you see in those old movies, where it takes like a huge room to equal like a normal PC today. <laughs> See, I think
2: for me, the real struggle is if you believe something bad enough or good enough, it might come true, right? Yeah, right. So with all of this negative information, Nostradamus, Baba Venga, uh supercomputers telling us this is the end, is that artificial intelligence already knowing that by convincing us that's the end, we'll end ourselves? I think that's more likely than anything. And so there you have me. Stop believing it, man. Start believing in the good. Why aren't these computers telling you about your bad? Best day. Why are they only going to tell you about your worst, your last?
0: Because death sells. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Drama
2: sells. People want to see this stuff. So, like, no, get over here, like, uh, stab yourself. (laughs) Bloods everywhere. All of a sudden, twelve thousand views. Before we're like, I'm having
0: the best day of my life. Two views. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, yeah, for us, seems like you want to jump in. Jump in.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I was just gonna say, like, overall. I think life is kind of more fun if you kind of believe these kinds of, um, theories about the end of the world, just because I don't know one day, maybe you'll be right. And then you won't be like the crazy person just rambling on YouTube. You'll like actually be right and be a prophet. Like, I think that's kind of fun. And then just in general, like, I think it's easier to like rationalize these more negative approaches to it versus like the, Oh, exactly. March fourteenth, Noah's gonna have a great, fantastic day. Like, <laughs> you're gonna meet
0: the girl of your dreams. I highly doubt that. That's a Pisces.
2: <laughs> I didn't say she was a Pisces. It was just <laughs> in Pisces season.
0: Yeah, it's in Pisces season. That's why I doubt it. That's like that's water season.
2: Uh, you think you're a fire sign? We need to do some more research. <laughs> I am a fire sign. You are a fire sign, but are you a fire sign? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
0: sorry give me that.
1: I don't know. Like that's kind of just overall like I think it is more fun to actually believe in these things um I think it kind of opens up the question like is it just that it is um big enough that we can relate to it to our real life is there actually truth to it or probably you know they're all time travelers and they they can't just explicitly tell us what's going to happen because that's going to cause some sort of weird like space-time continuum rip and so they just kind of have to feed it to us like very vaguely
0: so I think that's a good question right there. I'm not sure if they're really time travelers, is so much, but apparently, like if we go back to one of our older episodes talking about the akashic records, the akashic records of people who uh, able to are able to access those records, uh, they are able to see things that happen in the future. Is that the episode
1: <laughs> with the Sphinx? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Hey,
0: running around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, that
1: is
0: that is that episode. Okay. But yeah, so apparently like people who can gain access to the Akashic Records, uh, they see visions, but but it's not always super clear, so that's probably why it comes out kind of vague and then it's left for interpretation by other people. Anyways. <laughs> no, man, I, I,
2: I mean, I thought I actually don't always think like, hey, no, yeah, you should run with that topic. This one I did think you should run with. Uh, for me, it's more about how much of this I don't. Fall victim to, if you will, or fall prey to. How much I don't believe. What we didn't go over is the number of times they've been wrong in the last decade. Uh, but we are going over the different possibilities now. Some of these things I think are real. Um, I think in the the worry of an asteroid or a comet should be real. If it's not, you should recheck your uh, like alignment with history. It's that simple. It's science. Science is that simple. But. Um, we want to believe all these terrible things so that what you wake up the next day and you were wrong. I think
0: it's easier maybe to believe some of these things and like there'll be world peace.
2: Well, that's, that's because we have so much internal conflict. we can't even find peace with ourselves. Most of the time, how do you find peace with Russia? you're not (laughs) knowing exactly.
0: I think that's why it's, I think that's why it's easier to believe in like natural disasters or all these weird things. In
2: case you brought that point up, like where's their good, why didn't one of them bring out something good?
1: I definitely think the world is ending. I'm just going to throw that out, uh, throw that out there. Um, even without, I guess, doing the research on these different topics, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it was like something that was falling into line or if there was like one event that I guess served as like the catalyst and maybe that one event could have been predicted, but I definitely think the world's ending right now. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: So I think death happens. I think that's the truth that you can't escape. So predicting it's easy. I'm going to die.
0: I wouldn't really, I don't think I would say like, uh, that the world is ending, but, but I think there might be, uh, they have what's called like generational changes.
1: Um, I guess like modern society as we know it is kind of like, yeah. Down.
0: So I like, there's been talk about like how we're moving uh, into like a new level of consciousness. So that, like there's a change in that kind of reality. But then there's also uh, what's called uh i think we're called it's the fourth something generational change or something so th- uh there's already been the first the second and the third and now we're in the fourth turn um so that could be a, like a sense of why people get this feeling of like things are ending um, i forget what the actual term is but i I'm sure as soon as we get off of here, I could like look it up and find it really quickly, looking look up right now, man, <laughs> know, I'll try to, I think it's called fourth generational or something or other.
2: Casey, any thing you want to start to wind down this topic with? I mean, you did mention <laughs> the doom and gloom, the changes.
1: I mean, I guess overall whether or not you do believe in these kinds of topics. I think it is important that at the end of the day, you really do only have yourself and what you personally believe and what you personally know. And it is very, very easy to fall down these rabbit holes of trying to predict the end of the world or trying to predict the next like massive war or massive life-changing event. But I guess it it, it really is all theories. At the end of the day, and you really do just have to stay true to what you know and what you do believe and kind of, I guess you can let that guide you and not base your everyday decisions on what could probably just be like some random person, some weird nutcase.
0: So it's called the fourth turning is what it's called. All right. And it's supposed to last until 2030.
2: So we've got another eight years that none of us are going to die. Um, Here are a couple things to consider for me, if you will, about talking about any of these things. And again, the alien one is the biggest one for the second venture here with the Baba Vanga is uh, we have hopes someday knowing that the earth will die, that we would colonize another planet. How can you not for one second then realize there are other species out there in this vast universe and galaxy, uh, this unimaginable size of planets and suns and moons that would be doing the exact same thing. And if it is a species so vastly different than your own, would you not risk war for your own species survival to end theirs? This is all real aliens versus predators, any of these number of things. So don't be ignorant to that possibility.
0: Um, as far as the whole alien thing, I got one movie contact, dude, I love that movie. Contact. I remember that show as a kid. 321 oh. Contact. <laughs> but that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about Contact with Matthew McConaughey I was saying
2: for him. I was way too young to remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did
2: you? I know what you're talking about. It's a great film. Uh, I think
0: you yeah. I think it really like it makes you look at faith and it makes you look at science and um, I think there's a uh, a lot of interesting things there in that movie. All right any case, uh, I think uh, I agree with both of you as far as like these uh, predictions are vague enough to where people can get anything they really kind of truly want to get out of them. And I think it's a shame like a lot of it all has to do with like apocalyptic negative. or negative uh, connotations. But I think it's a lot easier to sell and a lot more stylish to do that because um, I think people just naturally have a hard time believing like, oh, we'll have world peace and everything will be good. That's because
2: it's not real. There yeah. will always be some kind of conflict. You know, th- I, I can't remember who originally said it, but they talk about how tough times build tough men and tough men build weak times and weak times build weak men and weak men build tough times. And this is a tragic cycle that is just real. There will always yeah. be a need for conflict uh, because it's the only way we improve and eventually grow and gain.
0: Yeah. Good times builds weak people and then weak people build tough times. Right. And I think right now we're in that weak people build tough times cycle.
2: I mean oh wait. Never mind. Not talking about the president once again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Anything else uh, anybody wants to say about, this or about no, the topic I, before we move on?
2: Like I said, when you mentioned this topic, I was excited. And I think it's a great topic that we're going to continue to build on in our future. So don't forget about this because this will be something, not necessarily these exact topics, but the premise of the topics and the purpose of the topics. The purpose of the topics will continue to build in future episodes. I'm super excited about that. Good choice, Noah. Thank you. Great choice, by the way, for the scotch. It continues to get Crappy choice for the
0: restaurant.
3: Though. <laughs> that doesn't even matter. <laughs>
2: yeah. That doesn't even matter. It's the finish. It's how did you end the night? And this is the this is,
0: yeah. This dude, is good,
2: dude. This is so good. I understand why M's drinking a sherry cask Scotch as a James Bond. I mean, she's running the British world.
0: All right, anything anything uh
1: mm, not, not really. really all right. <laughs> so don't
2: drink your- and drive. Yes, don't <laughs> drink and drive. Please, no, and this is real. Like please don't drink and drive. You know, we say it I think almost every show. Almost every show. We intend to say it every show and we take it very seriously. We may make some silly jokes, but please don't drink and drive.
0: All right. With that being stated, life is great. Life is great. Uh, what is the uh, next week's smart Challenge? All right. All
2: right. All right. I'm super excited about this. So next week, building upon moral codes or codes in general uh, last week we talked about the punisher and we talked about some of the things that created this man this code was it because of the events with the death of his wife and kids or was it already the man as we move forward next week's smarter challenges to watch the usual suspects and Suicide Kings. and then look uh, both up, of them? Yeah, dude, and a comparison. So you're talking about four hours and then a little bit of thought. Dude, I f- looked for all of this research Noah pulled out of his ha- rabbit hat, if you will, and I struggled for a lot more than four hours to find nothing <laughs> of substance, <laughs> nothing that I'm like, man, this is something I have to talk about. Um, the pieces you brought in, I love. And with that, though, the usual suspects. So we're talking about Kevin Spacey, kaiser so his code and then uh, uh suicide kings and we're going to talk about christopher walken who plays charles barrett and his code and we're really looking at the code of a man or a woman a code of an individual and what is it like to live by that code and who ultimately has if there is a difference a stronger code in those two as a comparison the right. scotch Brian, if you're watching and you want to be part of this, is the Glenn Fittick 14. Casey, if you want to rejoin us, you are also welcome. Glenn Fittick 14. Brian, we know well, you Well, I want to join.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah.
2: If you're not here, the show doesn't happen, man. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> dude... Uh, The show's a little late this week. Why? Because Noah wasn't here on Tuesday. It doesn't happen without you. So uh, Noah is assumed he will already be here drinking the other half of this Glen Fig 14. If anyone else shows up, then it'll be a third.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Real quickly, anything you guys want to say to the people out there
2: as we wrap up? Please continue to give feedback. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Uh, Become a patron member. We still have hopes that someday Top Gun will come out in the theaters (laughs) and we're going to do a theater rental and enjoy that experience. Uh, But otherwise, you know, please don't drink and drive again. Our safety public message, which is real, not just a message. And then the other thing. For the restaurant review next week, man. We're going to the Platte River Bar and Grill. Oh,
1: that's the one right across from ACC, right? That
2: is exactly right across from ACC. <laughs>
1: I love that place.
2: See? <laughs> What's ACC? A community. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been there in, I want to say, over...
0: Last I mean, time I ever went to anything that had something with the plat in there was that uh, coffee shop, Paris on the Platte. That's closed down, I think, a couple of years ago.
2: Probably, but this place I haven't been to in a long time, but it was always a good experience. So if you just want to join for the restaurant, you Casey, <laughs> you're always open to join for that too. Um, so that is the the restaurant slash bar
0: and grill I want to review. All right. Yeah. Uh, any uh, things you want to say to the, to the people watching?
1: I mean, I guess like the moral of the, the episode is uh, keep your mind open and uh, don't be afraid to explore new topics. All right.
0: Good. So, uh, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, please, uh, leave comments down below. Let us know what you think about, uh, Baba Vanga or the, uh, uh, as we've been joking around, Nosferatu but <laughs> <Nostradamus>. <laughs> and, um, uh, the Simpsons or any of these kind of predictions, um, anything that you guys think you find is interesting. Um, if you're watching us, that probably means that you're on uh, YouTube or rumble. If you're listening to us, and uh, then obviously, you're on Podbean or Spotify or one of the other many options that we have for audio. Uh, I do want to thank you all. I thank all of you for watching. I want to give another special thanks to you for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate that. It's nice to always have a third person on here. And with that, I wish all of you a wonderful night. Cheers.
2: All right, cheers. Life is great. Life is great.
1: Mine's yeah. empty. I think we got to Wait,
2: it's, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I re- guess. Re- oh, we're, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, man, we're re- going here. there. I'm still going to take a sip from the first one.
2: Yeah, me too. Oh. That is a damn smooth scotch. It's better than I remember from
0: ages ago. <laughs> oh, can I get that squeak in there? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, life is great. Life Cheers. is great. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you and hopefully you have a wonderful year.